This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Rain over the weekend slowed some area wildfires. The Woods Creek Fire in the Big Belt Mountains, 16 miles northeast of Townsend, is now at just under 56,000 acres, but is 52% contained. The fire was started by lightning on July 10th. There are now 562 personnel on that blaze. A hotshot crew continues to mop up and increase the containment line at the north edge of the fire. Most of the eastern edge is in patrol status. Control line is in place, but some heat remains in the drainage near Big Birch Creek. Firefighters are working to fully contain that edge. Another hotshot crew engaged in a spot fire Saturday near Russell Fork, Deep Creek. A firefighting drone flew over the area and provided data on the terrain, fire behavior, and hotspots. The Balsinger Fire in the Little Belt Mountains was at 8,584 acres early Sunday and 77% contained. That fire was started by lightning on July 9th. Firefighters on Saturday patrolled and mopped up along containment lines, addressing any hot spots. On Sunday, they added depth to the line on the west and east sides of the fire. Fire officials say they're developing a long-term management plan for the north side of the fire. The Harris Creek Fire, about 10 miles southeast of Cascade, was at just under 32,000 acres and 74% contained as of August 19th. It was started by lightning on July 23rd. Officials reported minimal fire behavior and said the fire was primarily smoldering. The Mannix Park Fire, 11 miles north of Garrison, is listed as 35 acres and 30% contained. It was detected August 16th. That fire is primarily on Bureau of Land Management and private land and is burning in heavy dead and down material. The fire is being managed under a full suppression strategy using direct attack where it is safe to do so with the use of heavy equipment. Public officials are reporting that more students in the critical 12 to 19 age range are getting vaccinated against COVID-19 as the school year rapidly approaches. According to Lewis and Clark Public Health, about 34% of the 12 to 19 year olds are fully vaccinated against the virus. 42% more are partially vaccinated. Drenda Neiman, the public health officer for the county, says it is promising to see all the students attend free vaccine clinics and get their first shot just before the start of school. According to Neiman, 97% of the COVID hospitalizations now are unvaccinated individuals. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is again recommending universal masking in situations like schools. Currently, the Helena Public School Board of Trustees has authorized Superintendent Rex Welts to mandate mandatory masking for pre-K to 8th grade students no later than 3 o'clock on Friday. That will be based on community transmission rate. It is now deemed high by the LCPH. Masking will remain optional for high school students for the moment. 
Additionally, Helen schools will continue enhanced cleaning, distancing, and disinfecting protocols established yet last year. The district is also maintaining its expanded nursing services with seven registered nurses providing health and wellness support to students and staff. In East Helena, masking is now said to be optional for all students. This change occurred in June. There has not been any further discussion at the district's school board meetings. Neiman said, when kids are taken out of school and quarantined, it's more disruptive to their learning. Currently, most of Montana is in a high transmission rate status. Neiman said there was about an 8% increase in that rate over the course of the last few days. According to Superintendent Welts, the Helena District will announce its pre-K to 8 masking status for the beginning of school later this week. The Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Commission has approved the use of more methods to kill wolves in the upcoming season that, rely, that ironically, rather, could force relisting. On Friday, the FWP Commission voted 3-2 to two to allow several methods of wolf hunting and trapping in an effort to reduce the populations to a minimum. That's despite massive public opposition. During a public hearing on Friday, 30 people commented to oppose the killing. There were 25,000 comments FWP received during the public comment period in July, two-thirds of which opposed liberalizing wolf regulations. Claiming the commission was ignoring the public, many asked the commission to use a more measured recommendation put forward by the staff. Several opponents pointed out that the claim that more wolves needed to be killed in Region 1 to save elk herds wasn't backed by science. The last Region 1 elk survey occurred in 2009, and even then biologists struggled to get accurate counts. In the meantime, the human population in the region has surged, and habitat has suffered from wildfires, high summer temperatures, and less snowpack. If the hunt kills 450 wolves or more, that would cut the breeding population in half, and biologists wouldn't know if they still have 15 breeding pairs. Several opponents said they'd lobby the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to relist the wolf if the commission voted in favor of the motion. They warned that going overboard to allow the killing of more wolves might mean Montana wouldn't be allowed to kill any wolves because courts will step in. Montana continued to add back jobs in July, and the unemployment rate fell another one-tenth of one percent. The state's unemployment rate in July closed at 3.6%, well below the national average of 5.4% for the month. The labor force also had strong growth over the month, according to Governor Greg Gianforti. Montana's total employment grew by more than 2,100 in July and included strong growth in the labor force, which added 2,000 workers. Payroll jobs also increased by 3,300 over the month, while accommodation and food services added 2,900 jobs. Citing the rise of digital media misinformation, 
The city government in Missoula is considering funding an effort to enhance that city's communications and outreach, particularly those related to ongoing initiatives. The one-time budgetary request of roughly $100,000 would enable the city council to get ahead of public engagement, provide media briefs, post regularly to social media, and prepare public presentations, among other things. Council President Brian Van Losberg contrasted what he called the pre-internet era of well-resourced local newspapers, local TV, and radio coverage, and pointed out now citizens receive the majority of their news and government information from online sources, including social media platforms and online news sites, quote, of varying degrees of trustworthiness. Again, we quote, This modern communication landscape is rife with misinformation and factual error. Unchecked misinformation and disinformation, both unintentional and intentional, erodes the public understanding of and trust in our local institutions. Von Losberg didn't mention any particular news site, publication, or social media platform, though the city has often expressed frustration with several news sources and their presentation of incorrect or skewed information. Some council members believe recent work by the city, including housing efforts, police reform, and infrastructure goals, aren't getting through to the public. Council member Gwen Jones said, I spend a huge amount of time communicating. A lot of times it's basic correction because there's a lot of misinformation out there from a variety of sources, end quote. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces, now in 23 countries on six continents. We will also post the stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.